You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. On a Tuesday, little late, daddy had tummy cramps. Tummy cramps, fucking not to be trifled with. They were not, and I reinforced this, were not from an airport schnitzel. That was misleading from Eddie. I would never have an airport schnitzel. That's fucking disgraceful behaviour. But it was from something, and we don't know what. Eddie, how are you? I'm good, mate. I Look, I don't think that there was anything wrong with my take on your um, eating the airport schnitzel. I saw a broken man when I left, and I knew that you were going to be sitting there for an hour because your plane got delayed, and hour I and thought, hour and a half hour this guy's every chance of panning an airport schnitzel. No. Every chance. Don't call it a schnitzel either. That's just, it's a schnitzel. Yeah. I hate when people get it wrong. It sounds fucking gross. Schnitzel. Yeah, not yeah. schnitzel. 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 Whatever. Airport schnitzel. I didn't have one, but look, the jury's out. I basically just had stomach cramps from Sunday night through to, fuck, even this morning I've had them, but I rise up off the canvas like fucking, I don't know, a boxer, like Tyson Fury in the 12th or the 11th. You've had something. I've had something. Don't You best believe I've been asleep for like the last fucking 24 hours, in and out, just feeling like shit but i'm back and i get myself in to the to the blue chair for the punter and the dribbler who i know whilst they attacked me online that was a showing of love because they really just want to make sure i was okay and they didn't mean any of the horrible well, they things just, they, they were just, saying to me well they just you know they just go well this kid's always sick so let's let's pay him out let's let's pay him out let's pick on the fucking well, let's pick on the kid with asthma yeah the shingles. nasally one yeah you know Guy gets shingles and hand, foot, and mouth. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eats yeah, schnitzels yeah, yeah. and can't come to work. That's who that doesn't guy. eat schnitzels and can't come to work. As L- a result, last thing, last thing you'll catch me doing is sitting here on these two seats and having a crack at schnitzels. Generally, an airport schnitzel, sure, but I didn't have one. <laughs> now that you're prepared to admit that I'm prepared to admit willingly and openly here, we will get to our little Byron sojourn. In a moment, I feel like there's probably Eddie some news. It's a little bit more fucking pressing. Pressing mm. some yarn that's a little bit more pressing than you know us dilly dallying in Byron Bay. Yeah, you could say that. And that would be the situation of the Manly Seagulls and that they've found themselves in around this Pride jersey, which is basically a Manly jersey. The white stripes are rainbows. Yes. Inclusivity, LGBTQI, et al. Et al. Et al. Et al. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so, straight into it, I think it's just maybe, for those of you that don't know, important for Eddie and I to say that we're pro whatever the fuck you want to be, pro-gay, whatever, big supporters of that community, LGBTQI+, whatever. Big, yeah, supporters of that community. Now that's that we've got that out of the way, just just know that that's where we're coming from. That's the flag we fly. That's the flag we fly. We'd be playing in the jerseys if we were in this situation. We don't give a fuck. I'd play head to toe in a rainbow jersey. I would you know what I mean? It wouldn't absolutely. even need to be a manly jersey with a slither of rainbow. No, I'd give me rock a rainbow. the full rainbow, dude. Dude, rainbow socks, rainbow boots, rainbow I'd shorts. play in fucking arseless chaps that if, were that's what, if that's what the community wanted. If that was going to make people feel included, yep. you wrap me up in fucking rainbow head to toe. Dye my hair rainbow. I'm playing glitter, baby. I'm here is for there that. A, is there some sort of a pigmentation surgery I can get that changes my skin to rainbow? <laughs> 
I'll do it. Rainbow skin? Rainbow skin. You could get it. If it makes the people feel included, Eddie, if that's if that's the course of action that you and I need to take to make people feel included. We're happy to do it. Happy that's to, what we're saying. Play the, the match top. at Rainbow Road. Rainbow right. Road, eat Rainbow Paddle Pops, fucking... Is you talking about Mario Kart Rainbow Road? Yeah. yeah. It's, look... Rename Brookie Rainbow Road. Call it Rainbow Road. I don't Road. give a fuck. And everyone sits there and plays fucking Mario Kart. The old school one, the 64 version, Rainbow Road. Eating Rainbow Paddle Pops, fucking Rainbow Josies, Rainbow Mouthguards. Covered in glitter. Rainbow Hair, Sugar Sean O'Malley, whatever. That's our take. That's, that's our us. Take. That's us. Now, as some of you may know, there are religions out there that don't necessarily feel the same way. Some of those religions quite large. Some of them, the, well, the two largest. The two largest, you would argue, right? <laughs> so, so just We're not going to name them. No, we won't name them, but just know that the two largest religions on earth mm. don't necessarily share the same... Further for rainbows. That's right. There are there are certain lines, chapters in the in their scriptures that look not pro rainbow. You know, basically don't condone you know rainbow activity. Do I agree with that, Eddie? No. Am I pro that? And there's not the only thing in those scriptures that I disagree there's with. There's plenty we don't agree with. You, you could argue, Eddie. I think that with the greatest respect, I don't, I don't give a fuck about any of it. <laughs> However. As the numbers would suggest, and they're in the billions, there are a lot of people who do agree with what's in there. Rightly or wrongly. Rightly or wrongly. Don't shoot the messenger. Just letting you know that that's what's in there and that's what some people choose to fervently believe. believe. So, Manly, at Manly in 2022, in all their wisdom, have decided to, this is the marketing department supposedly, have decided that, Round 21, round 20 against the Chooks is when they're going to rock or wear, rather, the rainbow jersey in support for LGBTQI and the affiliates. However, it is clear to all and sundry (laughs) that they have failed, the marketing department, to consult the playing group, the players that are going to be wearing the jersey. Now, as it turns out, there are a large number of players within the playing group, Tom, that may share some of the views found in the very popular scriptures of which we've talked about at the top. That we don't agree with. The ones we don't agree with, but the ones with the billions and billions of followers. There are some players within the team who are very serious about what is in those scriptures. Eddie, I think that it was just being trumpeted from the rooftops only a couple of rounds ago where almost 50% of the NRL currently made up of Pacific Islanders. Yep. Now... That's a lot. That's a lot. And I think just by the the players that have been named, all Pacific Islander players, so you'd argue it's probably not just a manly issue, but maybe... Well, not even an issue. It's not even just a manly thing, but there'd be a large portion of Pacific Islander players who maybe also read from these same books yes. and buy into it, like it, whatever, believe it. To not consult these players, to basically force this upon them without cons- consulting them, this was always going to happen. Again, we're not sitting here saying anti-gay, right? 
I'm not even going to say that again in this podcast. I probably will, but I won't because you know we're not anti-gay. What I am, what I think is fucking insane, is that this was not seen as something that was going to happen. If you're going to say, well, these views are outdated and we don't fucking agree with them anymore and if you don't support inclusivity, then you can fuck off from rugby league, then I'll go, okay, dude. Well, there goes potentially 50% of your fucking players. Secondly, let's all not fucking beat our dicks every time players post-game from opposing sides huddle on the field and start praying to God and everyone's like, look at this show of faith. How good's that? How good's this fucking show of faith? It's like, you know that... Same faith is the one that doesn't like gay people, right? Like, you're all super horny for that, but as soon as then the other parts of the faith come out, then you're like, well, that's fucking disgraceful. I know there'd be these people who are rightly upset that these people don't like gay people, or that not even they don't like gay people, they don't agree with it, whatever the fucking specifics are, but that would have seen the show of cultural fucking whatever and been like, this is beautiful. When the Fijian boys after their game sit there and they, or before the game and they sing that song, that basically if it doesn't put, make your hairs on your arms stand up, then you're not human. They're singing a Christian song. Yeah, Christian hymns. Christian hymns. Like, let's not pretend here. If you're going to have a problem with the stance, then have a problem with the religion just across the board. Say Christianity can't exist in society. Oh, well, there are some fucking Christians who don't mind homosexuality. Well, what about the gambling on the jerseys and shit? Yeah, dude, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And they're picking and choosing, but that's their right to do the same way you've got... At the end of the day, yeah, there are contradictions. As if that's fucking shocking news to people. There's contradictions in life everywhere, specifically when we start talking these scriptures. Always in religion. People are picking and choosing whatever they fucking want out of that, out of those books. And look, again, we don't agree with it, but it's just a fucking reality. What is so frustrating about this situation is that Manly have now put the club and the league in a position where these players are having to make a stand when they shouldn't have been put in that position at all. They right. should have been fucking consulted from the out because it. I know it's scat. I know it's annoying, but there are people in society big numbers of them, unfortunately, that don't necessarily take the same stance as you might want them to. And hopefully in the future it improves and it's not an issue anymore. However, at this point in time, in 2022, it is. And all that this fucking jersey selection has done is put it into the spotlight and made those communities feel marginalised, which was like, how did no one fucking see that this was going to happen? And it's... It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Why wouldn't you go down to train and go, boys, can I just get in a huddle? Would you wear this jersey? You would have got fucking nose out the gate. Absolutely not. Are you sure? Can I convince you? No fucking way. Like, and then you go, okay, well, maybe that's going to be a bad idea. Yeah, because if we come out and then players are having to pull themselves out. Now, like, you know, some people may, uh, you know, there'll be dribblers listening who, um, you know, still listened when we were talking Falau and Falau's whole drama. There are similarities here, but it's different because Falau was not forced to share his opinions. He basically came out on Instagram and put a post up saying gays go to hell. He Several, was, tw- like twice, yeah, three times. Yeah. He was outwardly espousing anti or he was espousing homophobic rhetoric to hundreds of thousands of people on his Instagram. These players have been, again, it may not, it's, I assume that not. I assume their feelings about homosexuality and the LGBT community are not the focal point of the religion, right? But they are an element of it. So they don't feel a need to come out there and push it fucking crazily. And there'd be other elements as well that 
aren't focal points but that they feel strongly about. But they haven't had to address them in any form because it wasn't thrust upon them that they had to go and support or show support for something that just doesn't align with their religion. That is the difference. They have been forced into this situation where they're going, well, no, this isn't, this isn't what we're about. So it's just a shit show and it's sad from top to bottom because it's sad for the community that are the LGBTQI plus at our community who are having their, like this whole thing. Well, they've just been reminded that there are exactly parts of the community that aren't supportive of them. It's right. like, oh, fuck, what a great reminder to have. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's done the complete fucking opposite of what sh- this jersey was intended to do, you would think, which is a show of solidarity and support and all that sort of thing. But you have to rem- you have to know that there are people in the community that don't feel that way and that you aren't just going to get 100% blanket support it's, it's just not just, realistic but like uh, and and it's, it pains me to say it but look at look at the percentages of people that supported gay marriage they weren't it wasn't 100 percent. it was fucking 60 40 so like just stick your head in the sand and pretend like you know it would all be hunky-dory it's just complete madness and now it's making everyone feel like shit seemingly you know? Yeah. It's done. It's just been... It's it's done the, the complete reason, opposite the reason of what it well, was intended it to was do. So, it just seems like it's been so clumsily handled. There are, there are inclusive... There are things around like uh, awareness and inclusion that are done really well that you can tell have a lot of like... Have a lot of sincerity behind them and have a lot of like, oh, this is... We're really trying to do something here and there's really good intention... Sometimes I feel like just slapping rainbow on something and going, it's inclusion round. That is when it seems to me like your virtue signaling, where it's like marketing department doesn't consult the players. The board don't know it's fucking happening. Like there doesn't seem to be anything there. Has there been any player education? Has Ian Roberts come in and spoken to the team? Is there anything? Didn't seem like that based no, on, it doesn't. on his tweets. No, of know? course it does. Exactly. So like, it just seems like it's a right. let's slap rainbow on something and we'll call it inclusivity and it'll be really nice, but really we're not doing anything about it. And in fact, we're probably hurting the fucking cause now because you've got all these players coming out going... I don't think it's probably. Well, exactly. There's no probably about it. All these players coming out and going like, well, fuck this. What's crazy to us as well, we were in the car on the way here and Phil Gould was talking and it was always the, dip, uh, the diplomat. He... He summed it up really well. But he was saying that all jersey changes need to be uh, signed off by the NRL. So it's crazy that no one at Manly's picked up on the potential issues. No one at the NRL's picked up on the potential issues when they should have complete insight into what 50% potentially of their playing group thinks. Like, no one says a word? I read somewhere, and it may not be true, but... Well, the first half is true. I read that Ian Roberts has basically been pushing the NRL or Manly or a couple of clubs to do some sort of pride inclusivity thing for the last few years. Um, and I, someone said this, which is obviously an opinion and not true, but they thought that Manly with Roberts or whoever was involved in it might have gone through with it because any club that's going to do this is going to run into the same issue, that their mm. Pacific Islander players won't do it. So in a way, Manly might have just kind of like bit the bullet and done it, which I think is a very noble thing to do as a club because I, and there's no way that Manly knowingly did this. Like, I will just bite the bullet and wear this. Like there's no way knowing all this, this shit storm that's been created. But I think there's, unfortunately, I don't see another way to kind of push through this barrier. There will have to be some sort of 
confrontation if the NRL wants to kind of move forward and be yeah. more progressive. And it is that, unfortunate. Do you think that this will change religious beliefs? I don't think it will change religious beliefs. And you're right that what will change it is education, is programs, is, you know, talking to the players one-on-one mm. rather than just doing stuff like this. Here, yeah. You're wearing this this week. You're yeah. probably better off but doing that stuff in the background, right? Yeah. But I think it's also a little bit unfair, I think, to kind of say that this initiative has hurt the community, which it probably has, but I think it's unfair to blame that on the jersey itself and on Manly because I think they've tried to do a good thing. And, well, I, and, I ra- and I rarely praise Manly, so yeah. this is big for me. <laughs> I don't think that – but there's there's no thought behind it. It doesn't seem like it was meaningfully considered. So, again, I'm not – as we said, we'd wear anything rainbow, we'd play in the jerseys. Mm. But if you're trying to actually meaningfully make a change or to, you know, then there should have been a little bit more care because you have to know that there are people who don't agree, rightly or wrongly. That's just the way it is. Mm. You have to take a bit more of a tactful approach than just going, oh, by the way, you're wearing the rainbow jersey this week for inclusivity. I know that maybe you might have some religious beliefs you don't agree with. That like, well, they read about it in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Like that's fucking on ridiculous. Monday. Just yeah, I agree. I think there's definitely like could a have been bit handled of a, better. The different issues being, you know, promoting inclusivity in the game and also NRL and the clubs kind of not being able to organise their way out of paper bag, which we might have seen over the weekend with the NRL. But like, it's, it's just you know, there's a, yeah. But I agree. Like, I feel bad for gay people and the LGBT who are having to deal with this on front and back page of the headlines, which is about like players and clubs that they fucking love or whatever and it's like oh now they don't oh shit they don't agree with what i'm you know that's you feel really sorry for those people who have to feel that way but unless you are going to try and change the religion the religious beliefs of billions of people or outlaw christians or religious people from the game of rugby league that ain't gonna happen and at some point you have to accept that there are where we live in a world where people believe different things. And as long as they aren't allowing it mm. and going fucking gays go to hell and isn't that like, you kind of have to accept that we aren't all the same and we don't all believe the same things. I don't believe in the, the fanciful, from my standpoint, stories that I, you would have me believe. And in so doing, the fucking weird mm. things about homosexuality, right? Like, so... Sometimes yeah. it's like, well, okay, like, allow them to believe what they want to believe and everyone else believe it, but, like, maybe don't try and force them, back them into a corner where they then have to say something because it's, it, you're not going to, ch- I don't think you're going to change them I, unless you just try and but mate, them out of the game. Look, so, I don't think you're going to change them on this act alone i think it's got to be education over time who i honestly don't have an answer and maybe they are educating i don't have a ready-made education definitely the biggest and best way to deal with something like that and an actual human experience meeting like if ian roberts would have come to the club and spoken to these players i don't know if he did or didn't but that would have made a huge it doesn't it doesn't seem like he did and look my you know the lgbtqi community might agree with you dave and go this is a wonderful thing and you got to fucking get some resistance to make change ongoing. Maybe yeah. that's true. And I'm not from the community. Leave your comments as well. We aren't married to opinions. I'm not married to anything. And I'm not from the community. this is how we feel in the moment. I'm not from the community. So, like, you know, we I'm an know. outsider looking in and making yep. assumptions, sure. And you might disagree with me. And that's cool. 
but I'm paid to give an opinion, so here we are. I, but reading those Ian Roberts tweets, I'm like, I don't know if this this didn't go down well because he was like, it's just it's it's terribly upsetting and it's uh, you know, and I didn't I sort of maybe expected that this would be the case, but you know, it's another reminder of the how we're marginalised. Whatever he said, I'm paraphrasing. When you hit, but when a you know a prominent gay figure from rugby league saying that you're like oh, I feel like this was poorly handled situation yeah. you know yeah if that's if they're his sentiments you're like well fuck Did and he's know? a manly player who clearly wasn't involved in former manly player only gay the way he spoke player. about it you could fucking tell he wasn't can you get his tweets up yeah yeah get his tweets up because I would that wasn't verbatim put it that way shockingly <laughs> remember Ian Roberts tweets <laughs> word for word. <laughs> So Ian Roberts said, I try to see it from all perspective, but this breaks my heart. My heart, Roberts told the Daily Telegraph. It's sad and uncomfortable. As an older gay man, this isn't unfamiliar. I did wonder whether there would be any religious pushback. That's why I think the NRL have never done a pride round. I can promise you every young kid on the northern beaches who is dealing with their sexuality would have heard about this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think one of the biggest unfortunate things out of this is that and I saw someone post a comment, I don't know where it was, but it pretty much said this, this could have been one of the biggest wins for NRL and the sport, but unfortunately it's turned into a bad look for the sport, which Again, is but it's like, like no one's, I mean, there are people whose fault it is. You shouldn't really blame it on one person or one group or whatever. I think that unless you, people are being homophobic. Don't you like, of course it like, could have been a big win, but to think that it was going to go any other way, yeah, it was never going to be a win. It was never going to be a win because there are people with strong religious beliefs in the NRL. And if you're trying to just make everyone the same, it's just, it's, I would say, highly unlikely. In fact, I'd say it's probably not going to happen. Unless you outlaw everyone who doesn't agree with you, you aren't going to get that level of, of I guess, buy-in from the from the Right now. Group. Right now. Hopefully it changes. Again. And yeah, then yeah, in, in 50 years, it's if like, I, yeah, this will I not be, be an issue. You know if I, mean? I become head of the NRL, I'm outlawing anyone who even thinks about disagreeing with me. So There you go. You know. And that's that's not <laughs> shocking in the slightest. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't shock me. Now, so where are we at? Manly apparently having emergency talks, unsurprisingly, with, you know, all the stakeholders involved. There are supposedly six to seven Manly players that will not take the field. They've been stood down, not allowed to play. Wait, they've been stood down? With Landy's is like, so I think they were like, if you you're find the info on this, if you're not wearing the jersey, you can't play. Is my understanding of where we're at? That's where we we're at last night. Interesting. As far as I'm aware, which took out. Look, I won't speculate who the players are because I don't think it's official, but you can probably work it out yourself. A lot of thoroughbreds from Manly will be. Unavailable. Unfortunately for, th- for Manly, not reserve graders. Yeah. Basically, the cream of our crop will not be on the field in a must-win game against the Roosters on Thursday night, if you believe the, the speculated now. players. Yeah. Now, I'm not... Seagulls again. owner Scott Penn made clear the club will go ahead with its kit on Thursday, even if it means fielding a weakened side in the game. Well, listen, if that's what they want to do, then, like, again, I'm not... If the players want to stand down because this situation has been thrust upon them, sweet. As a Manly fan, that fucking sucks ass and I'm disappointed. Mm. And if Manly want to continue with their jersey again, I'm like, okay, that's cool as well. I think the shitstorm 
I, I, I can see... I don't see how you can really go no, any other way, to be honest. No, no, no. Like, this is the only way you can go. Scott Penn can't go, oh, we're going to walk that back. That's fucking weak as piss. He needs to, he needs to basically say, this is, this is how the club feels. And if certain, some of our players don't you know, align that way, then they can stand down for the week. I, I don't see any other way, to be honest. I feel, and, and you know what? I don't and then, know like, Peter Vland, he speaks about inclusivity a lot. Yes. And that's his sentiment. Well, okay, I just don't want to see any more pro-Christian shit from the NRL. That might sound weird, but, like, if they're going to do this sort of stuff, then I don't know that you can celebrate a religion that doesn't embrace homosexuality. Yeah, I agree, and I think... Which I, they do after every game. After every fight. Like, you can't, you yeah. can't do any religious shit at all. But I think it's there's kind of a difference, I think, between someone practicing their religious faith and expressing it in whatever form they want to, which is completely fine and doesn't hurt anyone and doesn't exclude anyone and does their own thing. Mm. And then relig- religion being, and I'm not sure how deeply these guys believe in their religion. They might be very religious and I don't want to step on their toes as it is, but sometimes religion can be used as an excuse for beliefs that might not be accepted yep. without the help of religion. And I think being able to practice parts of the religion which are peaceful and great should be allowed. And So that would know, only align to your views of what's right and great. Though, but right? I think it's it can be fair and easy-ish to basically say, if your actions are exclusionary, you're not allowed to do them. Um, if, you know, if they're peaceful, you could argue, fine. Could you not argue that the NRL, excuse me for the testy pop punters and dribblers, <laughs> could you not argue the NRL, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, I'll say it one more time, friend of the gays, paint me in rainbow and roll me in glitter, that to exclude Christ, people of these beliefs from the NRL is exclusionary. To say that like it's it, there is... Yeah, but I think it, it comes back to the, the idea of the tolerance paradox, which is if you're tolerant to everyone, you're going to end up being tolerant to people with intolerant beliefs right so you kind of do have to draw a line somewhere i think and i don't know maybe this i don't know some yeah whatever but if this was the indigenous round jersey and there were english or white players who said i don't i don't want to wear this indigenous jersey i don't feel like there would be as much support oh no i completely agree with you one and that's crossed my mind already but it's are, we, is it, are we just at different stages of the of the journey in that in that regard? I think so, especially in rugby league, because of the visibility and it sounds fucked up. And but the, you know well, what the, I mean? the amount of indigenous people in rugby. Well, the reason it's probably so accepted is because there's so many indigenous people in rugby league. Um, maybe in 1908 or whenever they started, it was probably full of white people who weren't so fond of indigenous people. But yeah, and and it's a shame because acts like this could encourage more gay people to play rugby league but then also the response to it is like you said kind of push them almost well i mean you would argue that there are probably a large a great not a large but there'd be a relatively decent size proportion of the current nrl players that are gay who just don't want to fucking yeah exactly um or don't feel comfortable to it just seems like it was so obvious that this was going to happen and maybe to your point dave it had to happen but i just don't think that it will change the views of deeply religious people yeah, it seems like there wasn't enough foresight and planning of what would happen after the announcement from whoever it was, the NRL, Wild. the marketing department, or whoever it was. But Wild. Yeah. Wild lack of foresight. And it's it's probably, it's jarring, right? Because, you know, in our, in sort of our culture, Tom, 
for you, speaking for you and I, there's like been a sharp decrease in religion. So you're not, it's not as high touch for us, this yes. sort of thing. Like the, you know, the world I live in, this sort of, you know, sentiment is like very fucking unusual. Like I yes. don't know anyone that isn't fucking happy to get rolled in glitter and fucking hung out with the gays all weekend. Yes. Personally. But in other cultures that are fucking ridiculous, super religious, they they think completely differently. Mm. So for a lot of people, this sort of shit is highly shocking. It's so but foreign. It's like, what the fuck? But to a lot of cultures, it's like, nah, that's, what do you mean? Like, yeah, like that's, that's just... That's how, we, you know, mm. that's how we think. So it is, this sort of thing is jarring. It's like a clashing of cultures and a clashing of like atheism and religion in some ways, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very we, interesting. We had a prime minister who was a Pentecostal fucking Christian who'd go and like, yeah. You know, like, mm. that was the leader of the country. Yeah. Now, I'm sure he wasn't coming out and espousing... Well, I know he didn't, but, like, people in his church certainly would have fucking felt that way. Like, you know, it's it's a, it's a it goes deeper than a few manly players. And that's the thing that I think is a bit more, like, worth acknowledging is, like, you can try and... You know, there's seven manly players who don't want to play in this jersey, which, whatever, and they don't... They feel a certain way about gay the gay community that we certainly don't agree with. Testy pop again, for those of you listening at home, that's two. But, keep a score. Yeah, keep a score, that's two for the potty. But, yeah, it's like, it's a shit show. It goes, there's way more to this than just a few players that don't want to play in the jersey. And if you're going to try and do real change, then take it fucking seriously and don't just slap on some rainbow onto a manly jersey and think that that's how you fucking... To me, that is just lazy as fuck. They didn't even know it was coming. They had no talk about it. There was no effort to our knowledge could be wrong to educate these players around these issues or about the fact they were going to do it or whatever. From all the reports, they had no fucking idea it was coming. That's lazy. That, to me, any cause you're trying to educate, you're trying to push. Mm. So it's not about like, because again, Eddie and I are not from the community, but any cause you're trying to push, you would hope that there is a little bit more than like oh we're just gonna slap like i remember wade graham a couple of years ago he was asked to play in the indigenous because he's indigenous but he was asked to play in the indigenous all-stars and i'm pretty sure he said no the first year he was asked because he was like i know very little about my indigenous heritage and i want to find out more before i actually you know do it i've got a recollection there was something like that or it was that he was picked and he and he didn't went on a a deep dive dive into sort of his history and his past and everything Mm. you're like that's real fucking awareness around something. That's someone who really wants to, you know, I just, that's, I think I've said all I can say. I think I'm getting on a hamster wheel here. Buddy. I think I think you might be, buddy. In I just find the whole thing very fucking disappointing and frustrating and sad and, you know. It's sad. It's, it's above all else. It's probably just sad, right? Just jumping back in here, punters and dribblers, because we saw the Desi and Daily Presser press conference uh, just after we recorded, then we also did an interview with Brian Fletcher. Sorry, going to be on SEN, not promoting our thing while we're talking about bigger issues. Sorry, but Brian Fletcher's going to be on Wednesday night SEN. Thought we should jump back on uh, just to yarn about what they said. I um, I kind of feel like that was as good of a response as you could ask for in terms of uh, what Des and Daly did. I mean, Des, I couldn't tell whether he was furious that he'd been put into this situation or whether he was about to cry. 
Well, he may well have been about to cry because of the situation that he'd been put in. Yep. Because he seemed stressed, emotional. It felt like it was taken a... A toll. A toll. But I think they handled it quite well. I think he spoke well. well. Um, all seven players sitting out. Great. Love that. So the seven confirmed to sit out. I think that's the best case scenario out of this situation, right? You can't walk back the jersey because that's fucking ridiculous. Well, that'd be re- fucking absurd. You can't force them to go against their religious beliefs, however archaic they may be. And backwards. Listen, some people might say, well, they're hiding behind religion here. Your opinion is your own. But at the end of the day... It's in there. It's it's in their religious belief. And you might be like, yeah, but what about the gambling? And what about the drinking? Like, I understand. I get it. It's full of fucking holes. But that's what they're saying. Mm. Like, I don't know. I'm not inside their mind. I don't no. know if they're in a thought monologue. No. I don't know what's going on. You got to sort of say, okay, it is in the Bible or the scripture. You got to take it as it is. Look, the whole thing's fucking scat. We've been over it a million times. I think maybe what's important, Eddie, as well, uh, is to acknowledge, like, I don't know who the fuck listens to this shithole of a podcast, but I'm I'm assuming that there may be some gay people out there or somewhere on that LGBTQI plus et al side of things. And sorry to you guys, not us apologising, but, you know, if something like this raises issues for you or if you're dealing with your sexuality and you don't know how to come out and this is making you feel more at odds with your own situation, like that's a horrible thing that you got to deal with. Can't imagine what that would feel like. And it's unfortunate that you have to have this situation thrust upon you as much as anyone else. And we, you know, I, that's just, I felt like we should probably address a little bit. Back to the press conference. I did like the Des's quote in Gandhi. I feel like that's a step in the right direction for the club. I think Gandhi at some point needs to be brought up in this turn to gandhi if you turn to gandhi and i don't know if it was something like be the change you want to see in the world <laughs> but if that was a gandhi quote and De- i think des quoted three people in there i think he qu- quoted like a, a, a professor yeah, or something was a harvard professor that he quoted and gandhi i don't know who the third and was. then someone else lennon maybe was it John us lennon. potentially hello sport he might have tom and eddie once said surround yourself with goers Goers and you you two shall go go. and we thought that was a nice touch of class from des to to, to quote us we didn't need it um it was interesting that he mentioned because they were like why didn't you why are you guys coming out and apologizing and he's like why and like why isn't it the 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 back of house that caused this fucking fiasco he's like you'd have to ask them that's the you'd have to ask management look I feel like the CEO could have been out there along with them, potentially. It felt like, you know, it felt like a club issue became a team issue. Well, obviously it did because it was the team fucking, you know. Mm. What is also relevant to mention, I think, here is that, like, whilst it's the players' religious beliefs, and that's all good, like, in terms of, you know, if that's your religious beliefs, that's fine, but there are consequences to everything, right? And the reality is that society, as it stands, doesn't align with those beliefs. And so if you want to hold them, that's all good. But you also need to understand that there's going to be relevant backlash to your beliefs. So you just have to go into that with that knowledge. And they either learn from this and go, well, fuck, maybe I've got to reevaluate. Or they don't. And that's just the way that they feel. But at, at least they weren't out there in the streets, Falau style. Trumping it, you know, yeah. from the rooftops. But... Fuck. Like you say, mate, 
those beliefs don't align with society anymore. No. So there's going to be some backlash for those boys, big so time. Know that that's where we stand. But also, the way this was handled was a shit show. I do just want to look at a couple of tweets from some people, Edward. Tweets, you know, one of our favourite things to refer to. And this is just where I don't entirely get it. And maybe, we, again, leave comments in the fucking YouTube. Keep them respectful. We're trying to be respectful. Let's not be assholes about it. If you want to have, a, like, your opinion, by all means, do it. Don't be a prick. But Scott Bailey on Twitter, no club should have to apologise for planning to wear a rainbow jersey. The end. Warren Smith, imagine in 2022 having to apologise for wanting to promote inclusiveness and diversity. That's not the point though, right? Like that's not what they're, they're not going, we're really sorry we tried to promote gay, in, uh, like the LGBT in inclusivity. Like I don't understand how people, Warren Smith's a fucking content. Like how do you not get what they're apologising for? It was the way they did it. They didn't tell highly religious players that they were going to potentially have to wear something that was at odds with their religion. And there was backlash because of it. How do you not get that? Well, then, who's this guy? Alex Mitchell. You can't apologise to both the LGBTQI plus community and then also apologise to players refusing to wear the pride jumper in the same breath. Outrageous press conference from Manly. Just so disappointing. You can actually apologise to both because whether you like what they said or not or agree with their beliefs or not, their beliefs are their beliefs. You even said before, most religions have some pretty homophobic fucking beliefs. Do they not? Or not most, but the two biggest do. The two biggest do. So anytime you are interacting with someone who is Christian, there is a chance that they might share homophobic beliefs. At this point in time. Now, hopefully in the future, they fuck those chapters off. Like they fucked off all the anti-women rhetoric, all the fucking... You know, shellfish rhetoric. There's a million things. Got, got to grow a beard. Like, there's a lot. Shout of out to shellfish. There's a, you know what I mean? Shout out to shellfish. I love shellfish. It's disappointing that shellfish got given the green light before LGBTQI. In the hierarchy of needs, I feel like shellfish got fucked. Skip the queue. Yeah, it really did. It, shellfish must have known the bouncer and it was like, yeah, come in. Like, I think shellfish fucking went ahead of women, for fuck's sake. Shellfish which seemed like a yeah. big call. Shellfish skipped everyone. And listen, delicious as it is, it's not the point. I think I think that we could all agree that shellfish in that list should have been last. Yep. It's wrong that it skipped the line, but it seems like That's it more outrageous to me. That's the most outrageous That's thing. the most outrageous, that shellfish gets off scot-free. <laughs> and it's probably the responsible for more fucking food poisonings than anything. Sweet revenge. Or, like, forbidden fruit. Yeah. Trojan horses. Trojan horses. Look, I think we're going around in circles now. Maybe we end on shellfish. I think we end on shellfish, and I think Daly spoke very well. He did. Shout out to Skip. Thanks, Skip. Manly 13+. plus. I still very confident. You know what? Fucking, let's play out. Uh, what's our reserve grade side? If we just play all them, I reckon we still beat the Roosters. The Blacktown. Blacktown. Blacktown workers. Workers. Get the workers out there. Get the workers up there. And Get just the workers to work. Put the workers to work and let's pound the roosters who are fucking Workers shit to work. Anyway. Roosters will get pounded. Tom and I will be there on Thursday we night. We will. We will. Supporting the club through a trying time. We need a W. Put it that way. Head to toe in bow. We <laughs> could wear the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sold out. Well, they sold out. That's true. I desperately want to win. Because this won't shock anyone. I hate the Chooks. Hate them. 
Chooks are starting to get a bit of a roll on. Chooks are now above us on the ladder. I think they're in eighth. We're in ninth. Or are we in tenth? Yeah, Roosters eighth, Manly ninth, but same amount of points. Just a worse points differential. We need <clears> this is a four this is what they call a four point swing, punters yeah. and dribblers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either we can go up by two or they can go up by two. So loser leaves town. Loser leaves town. Not great. I think there's five or six rounds left. We needed to beat when we talk rugby league on the show, it's to KO, and thanks to KO for their support. Shout out to KO. But the fucking loss to the Dragons. I mean, Jesus Christ. Not a religious reference. <laughs> I mean, how the fuck did we lose that game? How the fuck? You didn't even watch it. I watched the mini the other. Like, I was watching it in Byron. Two kids can't leave the house. Raining. Fuck Byron. Fuck the weather. We'll get into that later. I watched this fucking game and it was poison. Mate, the mini was poison. Yep. And they were showing the best bits. Yep. You know what I mean? Poison. Ben Hunt, two tries of all cunts, of all cunts, kill the stream, kill the stream, just gets into us and fucking pans us into the earth. Pouring rain, net strata jubilee stadium, kind of a stadium, worse than the worse than the comp. It sounds like a, a wrestling, uh, like a, a boxing, a random regional Oceania boxing belt. The net strata jubilee Oceania something something belt. We looked like we were. All at sea in the sense that the club, the team that's been playing some good footy, some good honest rugby league, you know, putting fucking big scores on sides, playing silky, silky rugby league football, wasn't there. Didn't show up. Wasn't at the ground. Disjointed as fuck. Mm -hmm. Now, was it that Jake wasn't playing? Possibly. Jake. Jake, the 13. Yeah. Link man. Ben got... Injured in like ben the got first five. So there were no Trebojeviches on the field. No Trebojeviches. Listen, a Which is not a great sign. No, it's not. When you've got zero Trebojeviches, it's very, very tough. Oh, it's tough. It's going to be tough going. Always will be. Ben Always has KO'd, been. Jake out. Craig Davey of Andrew Davey fame. He was out with COVID as well, I think. He was. It was and a shit show. Andrew Davey can play. Of Craig Davey fame. Oh, Dylan Walker at hooker? Mm. What day is it today? Tuesday. So the teams haven't been released though, have yeah, they? Yeah, that was the side that played. Oh, sorry, that's the Dragons. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Where's Lock- Where was Croaks? Did he have COVID? Croker? Fucking hell, we didn't have Croker either. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, look at that side. That's a bloody... I mean, it's a good side. Look, me wrong, I- but it was a bit part strung together side. It was a little bit bit party, a little bit. A little bit. But it bit. wasn't super bit party, bro. It wasn't super bit party, but it was a little bit party. Now. That would have fucking helped to win like that, Eddie, because that would mean we were still out of the Roosters. Is it a good sign that we go down 20 to 6 in a lacklustre performance six or seven weeks out from the finals against a side that no one likes? And that won't make the finals. No, it's not. No, it's not a good sign. Could I could I get uh, D or Dave to do us a favour? I need you to go to the Roosters' next, like, final games of the season. Mm-hmm. Our final games of the season. The Canberra Raiders have got a very cushy run. Do they? Yes. Yes, they do. <clears throat> okay, Roosters. They've got Manly, obviously. They'll lose that one. But who else have they got? Roosters. Oh, yeah. uh, Broncos. Okay, they'll Tough. lose that. Cowboys lose that. Tigers, Tigers win. Storm, ooh. Storm, depending on... Well, they've got a cunt of a run, the Roosters. Okay, they've got a cunt of a run, so that's good for us. 
Yep, we like now that. Now we go, and I know we've done this before, punters, dribblers, but we don't <laughs> have great memories. Go to the Dragons. How am I going to remember that? How the fuck would I remember that? Uh, Sharks. Cowboy, Cowboys this week. Oh, big trouble in Little Dragons. <laughs> um, Sharks, they'll lose. Raiders, they'll lose. Titans, they'll win. Tigers, they'll lose. It's a DMC bowl. Broncos, they'll lose. Okay, <laughs> that's not great. great. This is not great. great. Now go Manly. Roosters, Jesus not Christ. great. Eels, not, not great. great. Titans, Titans, great. Sharks, not, not great. great. Raiders, Raiders uh, dogs. dogs yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So we've got two fucking. Not a great run. Not a for great us run either. Go like the, the Raiders. The Dragons win would have been fucking nice. I think the Raiders is fucking pretty cush. Titans, well, uh, Titans, go. Panthers, not great. So Titans and Panthers, they'll lose. Dragons, that. they could get done. Dragons, they can win. Knights, they can win easily. Seagulls, Seagulls they'll lose. Tigers, like that's a pick of them. Yeah, that's the pick of them. Right there, that's a pretty good run. And where are they sitting? Where's the ladder? They're all on the same points. Uh, yeah, everyone's on the same points. Raiders are a couple below. Ooh, where are we? Raiders aren't on the same points. Yes, are they? they are. Yeah. Oh fuck me. Yes, they are. Fuck me, Dad. Well, Roosters, Seagulls, there. Raiders, Dragons. I think. All on the same point. Oh, sorry, I thought you could see that. Yeah, yeah see all on the same point. No, it's it's frozen. Oh, it froze. Um, okay, I didn't realize the Raiders are on the same points as us. That's that's yep. disappointing. Oh, they're in tenth. Yeah, yeah. It's dude. Look at the Bulldogs, the little dog that could. Yeah, but they're they're fucking. No, I know, but I just mean I just more mean where they are. Roosters, Seagulls, Raiders, Dragons, fucking congested. Tell you what. I'm loving the Storms fucking tumble down the ladder. Loving the Storms tumble down the ladder. They, obviously, Dave, I realise are injury ravaged, but you guys have always beaten your dicks about being fucking next man in, and you just don't have it. You don't have it. You guys, your replacements are shit. Yeah, it's grim at the moment. No disrespect. I haven't, I don't remember feeling as sad as a Storm fan since 2010. You're not even in the top four, you fucking losers. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen that. I haven't seen that. In a long time. Long, long, what, long like time. Like in year 10? When was the last time they missed out on the top four? When they cheated. Without, without, without cheating. Without cheating without drastically. Cheating. Um, I think maybe 2001, the last time we didn't make the finals. Or maybe 2002, uh, yeah, we right. made well, the finals. I mean, I think, I don't think there's the much risk of that. Unless, okay. unless, unless you lose every game from here on out. Yeah, we're going to make the finals. You'd say so. Um, Quick question. We have a hard run as well, though. Do we have toilet paper in the building? Yep. Thank God. Daddy will need some at some point soon. Not an ad for toilet paper. Um, not yeah. an ad for daddies either. Not an ad for daddies or toilet papers or toilets generally. Um, yeah, storms suck. The I do feel bad for the the tigers. Better touch on it. And look, um, we're not going to get into the deep fucking minutiae. No, 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 no. We're very surface level here. Surface level, except for the manly seagulls shot at the start. On the face of it, though. Are we shocked that Ashley Klein was involved? No. Are we shocked? Are we shocked that Ashley Klein was fucking center in all of this? First and foremost, you can't challenge that. Secondly, wasn't, wasn't a, a fucking wasn't was an escort. Guys running for the ball with his head up. No idea where the other guy is. Kenty thinks it was an escort. <laughs> yeah, but but Kenty, but Kenty, he was he's a contrarian. No, like, no, no, no that's like that's his thing. Yeah, it's like what's public sentiment? I'll go against it. Makes me relevant. 
Well, it's makes, genius. No, no, it's all good. He, he, like, it's it was good on NRL 360 last night. I fucking, you know, Braith Hoops and Michael Cariano sort of being like, what the fuck? Like, a part of me was like, he's doing this on purpose. He had a smirk on his face. But it was, um, realistically, no one in the world thought that was a penalty. I love when they do, like, um, usually it is on NRL 360 after, like, a controversial moment and they do, like, how Triple M reacted in the commentary, how SEN reacted in the commentary, how fucking Fox reacted in the commentary. They play like all the bits because it's this like chaotic moment. It just, every single fucking commentary team was like, what? What are we talking about here? And bagging out the video ref who, shock horror, was Ashley Klein of worst referee in the competition fame. Was it not you though, Eddie? And this isn't, you know, me turning the fucking knives on you. Mm. But metaphorically, that's exactly what I'm about to do. You and Kempy, again, I'll say beating dicks probably for the fourth time. This yeah, but, it, but, the, but this don't don't attack the referees within reason. Uh, this was a this was one caveat, of the worst decisions. This is one of the worst alert. It's one of the worst decisions of all time. It was a bad one, and it was also you're not even allowed to challenge that. Mm-hmm. And it so was that's not gone. that's not a fucking oh Mr. Forward pass. That's this is like. You fundamentally do not know what you're doing. Yeah. There's a big fucking difference. So, you can talk shit about the refs then if they don't do their job well. That's what I was saying. If it is, if it's gross incompetence. Which you get to see relatively frequently from Ashley Klein. From, from referees. <laughs> from your mate. From my, my good Well, mate. yeah. Wow. You're specific on one guy usually. Well, you were the one that started it, motherfucker. You just said, well, we shocked it was Ashley Klein. So don't try and now abandon the Ashley Klein train. We all know he's not that good <laughs> with the greatest respect to I Ashley. Think, yeah, I think it's fine to bash referees as long as you're, you know, being nice about it. We don't want to tread into Brandon Smith territory, but clearly Ashley Klein just needs to study the books a bit longer. Yeah, you're not calling him a cheat. You're just... Criticizing yeah. the job they're doing as wonder, opposed to the person. I wonder what is that just a brain fade? Like under the pump. I think it's yeah, it's a very it, intense. My brain stops like a can't short deal circuit. with pressure. Can't deal like, with is pressure. Is your brain short circuit? Can't deal with pressure because pressure fucks people up or can not me. <laughs> well, I think we can all <laughs> fold under pressure, but I'd, I'd be the first to fold under the pump, yeah. But no, he um. He doesn't handle pressure well, which you would assume is... Kind or of is it he doesn't know the rules? Like, You'd is this, is this, a, guy, case, is this so, a guy right? that hasn't studied for his exams? Getting found out on, the, on, a, on a national scale? I hope not for his sake, but I guess it could be. Like, how... how what's the testing like? Because there's a lot of, like, specific rules that you need to know that don't always pop up but then pop up in certain situations where maybe you're under the pump late in the game, game on the line, the brain folds because of lack of preparation. Like, do they have to do an exam? How often are they tested? Are they retested? Is it like getting your license? When, once you get it, you're fucking done, you're good to go? Or do you have to get retested every five years? What's the lay of the land? Because the fucking rules change. That's not change, a bad point. Like the, the rules change all the time. But your RSA when you're trying to work in a pub. And it's like, oh, sorry, you've had your RSA for five years. Look. We're going to need to charge you another hundred and twenty dollars to come in and retake that test, even though you probably know more about. If you go for your fucking, if you go for your motorbike license and you don't get from your to your P's, you got to keep going out to Shitsville up at Forestville or wherever the fuck it is, Terry Hills, and keep doing that fucking course in the middle of nowhere on a big, open, 
slab of cement now, I don't, in summer when it's at least, it might be 35 degrees just temperature-wise in the shade out on that slab of cement. You're looking at 60, 70 degrees, right? 70, around, 80, 85, 90, 95. scooter in a group where you've got to fucking play weird get-to-know-your-games. Policy and operational manual from 2013 to 2017. Oh, so this is one. out of date. But it's what's online. So levels three, four, and five is what you need to become an NRL ref. And they're achievement-based accreditation. So they watch you ref at lower grades and then will basically say you've got the nod for the NRL. But I don't care about this because I don't want to see how you ref on the field in the moment when there's two points on the line. They should be running scenarios and testing them in a fucking classroom, if mm. that's what you want to use, every now and then. Snap pop quizzes Pop quizzes. Shit. No, I think it's pop quizzes. Come out of the bathroom. Oi, what happens in this situation? You go, yeah. oh, penalty, 10 metres. Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. Fired. You're gone. Never to return. Never to return. Not good under the pressure. Give me a whistle. Give me a whistle, man. Hand in your whistle and your badge. Well, just you, well you're... Your badge no and your cards. whistle. Just your whistle. No, well, your badge and your whistle. I'm assuming the flag? you have a referee's badge. Not all refs have flags. They don't have flags. That's just touchies. Yeah. I'm but sure touchies, they have a flag in the... Touchies aspire to own a whistle. Touchies dare for the whistle. Dare to dream about the yeah. whistle. Yeah. Touchies don't yet have the right to... A I would be revoking whistle licenses if they couldn't answer simple pop quiz yeah. questions. It's whistle license. Like, you'd just say to Ashley Klein, well, or whoever approved, well, I don't know if it was the on-field ref who approved the, the challenge in that moment, you go, we can't do that. Now, give me your whistle. Give me your whistle. But also, yeah, the on-field referee and Ashley both, both need to hand in their whistles. They need to hand their whistles in. Yep. They just keep moving AK around, it feels like. They're like, oh, you fuck up, so we'll put you in the bunker. Oh, it's like the, Maybe Catholic, it's like back, the Catholic Church. I think he needs to go back to... Sorry to get religious again. <laughs> I think he needs to go back to a bit of flag work. Yep. Show us your flag work. Or send him out, like the Catholic Church do to, to priests, just send him out to some regional fucking town and he can do Group 10 for a little bit. Mm. Fuck up those games. Yeah, bush footy, because getting a call wrong there is more than yeah, just Yeah, you're going to get one well, put on your chin in bush footy. Yeah. You get bashed. You need out. an escort to your car. Yeah, yeah. You want to, you want to, you want to get this right. Otherwise, you're going to wake up, or you're going to get to your car. There's going to be bricks in the back of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we are not condoning violence against referees at all. We're just saying that there is a chance that if you robbed a side of a Group Eleven championship, there may be bricks through your window. That's all we're saying. Which we do not condone. No, we don't. Just saying, it's possible, and we don't condone it. No, we don't. But it, but it is possible. Which is important to note, but also that we don't condone that behaviour. No, we don't. Now, if the NRL isn't prepared to do some sort of pop quizery, mm. we will. We'll do it. Send Dave out and he can ask the tough questions. Now, Dave clearly is going to be singing from a 2013 fucking hymn sheet, which mm. is going to be a problem. Yeah, why is there only one ref on the field? There's meant to be two. Yeah. Well, they're back to one. That's why he's reading from a... Two ref, he's reading from a two ref world. Now, I also believe that he would have been able to have found a more current version. He's saying there's only 2013. Look, is the, we'll let him find it. We'll let him find a more current version. We need 2022 because the rules change when? Basically week to week. Week to week. That's right. They certainly change every year, but realistically they change every week. It's impossible to keep up with. No. Wasn't an escort. Was not an escort. Did I know, he, like... There was no Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. No. Hey, Nice. Hey, There was no Pretty Woman about that. There was nothing Pretty Woman about that. 
Shout out to Julia Roberts. And Richard Gere. Great film. Richard Gere? Where is he? Is Don't he is he retired? I think friend of the show, Luke Bracey. Richard Gere. Might have done 90s. a movie with Richard Gere just recently. Dude, the 90s was his thing. Yeah, dude. Bro. I think until that gerbil up the dut situation, <laughs> rumour, he was king. He was top of the pops. And it was like, you did what now? So it was that was gerbil based decline. I don't know. What's your heart tell you, dude? I think he's is he in is he in the jackal? The jackal. The gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a fucking yeah, awesome he is in movie. the jackal. Yeah, 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 dude, the jackal's one of the best movies of all time, and that's an exaggeration, but it's a great movie. I have heard good. I things. saw that when I Richard was... Richard Gere, Bruce Willis, oh, a Jack young Black Jack gets Black. exploded yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking good movie, The Jackal. That's when movies were fucking movies, dude. 97. Dude, 97. Okay, what can we, yeah, let's go down. Let's, let's get down to, he's in the 80s. What's he got in the 80s? 70s? I mean, he is old. Go up. What did he do in the 90s? Yeah, let's go to 90s. Let's go to his 90s work. Internal Affairs, Pretty Woman. Internal Affairs, Pretty Woman, Rhapsody, Rhapsody in August, Final Analysis, Summersby, the band played on Mr. Jones. In First a Night, he played Lancelot, sure. Primal Fear, Red Corner. Runaway Bride. Now, yeah. Runaway Bride, is Great that a Julia movie. Roberts one as well? No. Uh, Runaway Bride movie. is, yeah, it is Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, they it's reunited, dude. I mean, you know you got box office gold when you, when you got to let's double tap this uh, on-screen Romance, chemistry, whatever you want to say. Autumn in New York. That's got rom-com about it. Chicago. Is that Baz Luhrmann? No. No. Billy Flynn. Too early. Oh, Moulin Rouge. That's yeah. not too early. But similar vibe, it looks like. Oh, was Chica no, Chicago was... Yeah, like the stage. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This Which, looks didn't like... did Chicago have... Um... Dancing. No. Hand movements. Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And Renee Zellweger. That's now, it. I will say this. Around. From Chicago, for the next couple of movies here, it looks like this is maybe where he's fallen off. No disrespect. Movie 43. Oh. Right. <laughs> the Hoax, Hunting Party. I'm not Knights in Rodante. Uh, hold on. Was there one down there that I missed that was called, like, Dance Something? Shall We Dance, I believe, with Jennifer Lopez. Shall we dance? What does he look like now? Still in the Je NRL Jennifer segment. Lopez Still in, in the NRL segment. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, she in it? Yep, she is in it. There you go. Shout out to J-Lo. Oh, wow. Do you want to see what Richard Gere's looking like these days? Yes, I'd like to see what he's looking like these days. Surely old as fuck. He was a handsome man, though, when he was younger. Oh, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's aged. He's aged like but fruit. Like, no, like fruit, you reckon? No, to be honest, he's aging gracefully. I don't think he's aged like fruit. No, he's aging gracefully. Well, I think we all actually age like fruit. It's when you try not to age like fruit that you look even worse. Type in Richard Gear gerbil. <laughs> just see if gerbil. that's like a thing. I think it's G. Maybe it's I J. Thought it was no, G. I think it's G. Yeah, I think it's G. Gerbil. Yeah, I feel like it's like that. How the fuck isn't that popped up straight out? Well, there's a lot of images. Go to, yeah. Yeah. The definitive history and fact check. The rumor has endured for decades, becoming as deeply embedded into pop culture as the alleged gerbil himself. Of course, you know the story. It's one of the most enduring celebrity rumors of all time. Blah blah. blah. The, the gerbil stuck in his ass and had to get AI to get it removed, and that's the end of the story. Whether gerbiling, which is could be a real thing, is even a real thing, there is a Wikipedia article for it. Gerbiling, uh, a rumored sexual practice. 
Uh, Let's assume it's not true. Imagine, like, this rumor's just gone fucking global. About you sticking a gerbil up your ass. And just having to know that every time you get recognized in the street, it's like, okay, are they knowing me from Pretty Woman of Julia Roberts of Ashley Klein that wasn't an escort fame? Or are they looking at me because they think I stick gerbils up my ass? Because one's better than the other. One's much better. (laughs) One is much better that I was just the hot guy and pretty woman. Now, what does that mean for rugby league? That's a great question. What does that mean for rugby league? Well, i tell you what, that, that call from Ashley Klein was much more gerbil than it was pretty woman. It was a gerbil call. Yeah. By a gerbler. I would, he looks like a gerbil. Is Ashley Klein a gerbil? Or does he play with gerbils? Could it be both? Can a gerbil gerbil? Or does a gerbler gerbil? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to KO. That's rugby league. We love your work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do we want to talk about Kevin Proctor as well? Oh, yeah. Back on. Just hold on. Pop that gerbil back in, baby. We got another (laughs) rugby league story. Kevin Proctor. Oh, KP. Kevin Proctor. (laughs) He's been sacked from the Titans. I'm not entirely sure. Like, he's been sacked from the Titans for a halftime vape, and he put on his Instagram. Very rugby league story, this one. (laughs) This is much more the rugby league scandal that I want to fucking deal with. You know? This is our bread and butter. This is our bread and butter, and it's a halftime vape. We don't know. Was it a blueberry vape? We don't know. I think it was blueberry. Was it blueberry? I think it was blueberry. Yeah, I think so. Like, can't be sure. He wasn't playing, though. The way it was reported, I was like, I would have much preferred that the headlines, although it would have been less clickable, I'm sure, been like, he wasn't playing. But what's the fun in that? I know. But there was like, it wasn't even like he was the concussion sub. There was no feasible way that he would get on the rugby league field that day. So him vaping at halftime, I mean, I guess as an NRL player, you don't ever really want to be vaping, but like, whatever. You don't look. There's some unknowns. There may be like an internal policy that's like, bro, you can't fucking vape during the season, or maybe it's like we've been looking for a way to get rid of you, bro. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got the perfect opportunity. But he, dude, he's got five games left, and then he's done. So it's like he's not fucking. He's not there next year. He's going to the Super League or something. And I know he did get. He was. He was. He there's the, obviously there's was he ob- at the Titans when he got done. Sniffing white powder off a phone in Canberra? Uh, or was that when he was still with the Storm? I think it, well, it was while he was in New Zealand camp with Bromwich, so I'm not sure. I'll check now. It was pretty it close was international to duty. He was definitely with the Storm. Was he still with the Storm? He could have, st- he could have been I think he was, oh, No, I think he was with the Storm. Um, but it was international duty <laughs> with the Storm. But he was at the Storm at the time, is my memory of it. Because uh, I remember that was like a big scandal for the Storm. Yeah. Dude, but it was also around, when that came out, it was like, there was so much heat in rugby league at the moment, I think around cocaine, or like there was so much shit going on. I remember, I don't know if I've ever said this to anyone, but I used to work on radio, uh, at Triple M. Did you? Yeah. And there was, was, we were doing the Saturday NRL show or some shit, and it was like, heat, 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 like scandal, fucking this and that. And then as we were doing it, it was like... Just got sent this fucking press release and it was a photo of old mate pounding white powder 
Don't know what it was. Off a phone in a back alley in Canberra or something. And it was like chaos. It was like how many fucking rugby league players are on the sniff? I would have assumed none of them. You know? Yeah. It was just none as he all. moved to the Titans. It was there like first go. few weeks there. Yeah, kicking it off. Yeah. Kicking it off. Kicking it off well, you know. Glitter strip. Got to yeah, play the role. Coast. Strip yeah. club footy. Got to play the play the part. I understand that. It's an odd one, though. If he only had five games left, not sure it was necessary to sack him. Maybe they wanted to fucking save a, a marginal bit of coin. Or is it like them know. trying to set the standards? This is what we accept now. No yeah, way. I don't know the specifics of it. It didn't seem like it was like a sacking as much of... It was like, we're not going to have you on our 30-man roster, which needs to be confirmed by August 1st. So he's still going to be around at the club. I don't think they've like just said, you can piss off to England now. I think they've just said you're not going to be in our squad for the rest of the season. I think. I love that he put it on his Instagram. Same. And the caption. That's not the best the part. Vape. Not the halftime yeah, vape. Yeah, not so the funny. halftime vape. Right. Sounds like it is the halftime vape. Like, you just <laughs> take him off for a quick shit just to pan that blueberry, bro. Yeah. Or I heard someone being like, in an area that's not allowed to smoke. I was like, that's not the issue here, you fucking idiots. That it was in like a non-smoking area. I'm like, it's that he's pounding the vape at halftime. Oh, you Instagram. reckon that's what he got in trouble for? Because mm. he was fucking five meters from a building. It wasn't in the right there. area. No, no, but no, I no, think no. that's the only actual like legal thing they can get him for was smoke vaping in a non-smoking area, which is the stadium. Well, there you go. So that's just them getting themselves out of it from a legal standpoint. Yeah. Also, is it not? I don't know what the rule is for players who aren't in the team, but something about using phones in the change room as well. I don't know if that came yeah, into play. Yeah, I don't know what but that again, is. But again, also not a fireable offence. So, again, they yeah. must have just wanted to fuck him off, but yeah. also maybe set a standard because they were in the finals last year and now they're coming second last. How would those uh, how would those old 70s boys think about something like this? I know. The ones <laughs> that just got through half a decade half time and would nip off for one fucking, you know, sub me out, have a dart on the sideline. Cliffy. Like Cliffy they used must to pound darts go, You've lost your way. <laughs> But again, they didn't have Instagram. They weren't like... Men were men back then. Men what, they didn't men. need Instagram. They'd have one with the fucking crowd on the sideline. Yeah, that's run out. I miss smoking cigarettes. Don't condone them. Don't condone them. But also, like, if you want to have it, have it. I don't give a fuck. But you miss I, smoking them? I do in moments. Again, I haven't had one for like three years. But I miss them in moments. And I'm like, holy shit, I could just rip one. But then I think that... I was at, when I was at that house party, whenever that was like last week or whatever, some guy just came up and put one in my mouth and I was like, nah, I'm all right, thanks, bro. I've had one recently. Yeah, well, you still dabble. And it was quite nice. Yeah. But it was like, it's not something I can, I can't whip out a dart after one beer and, and love it. No. Like, I've got to be in a certain state. I just feel like as well, once I've gone this long, I'm like, do I really want to just get back into it? I'm not like, I wasn't. Didn't do it like it used to. No. And again, way. like, maybe I still get the same vibe if I was to ever enjoy a vegan cigarette. Testy pop number three. <laughs> um, where you still get a bit of that rush. To be honest, though, native seed, not an ad, but send more. Not an ad. Not an ad, native seed. But send, send more. Because we're loving them. Not an ad. Send more. Native seed, not an ad. Legitimately not an ad, but send more. Anyway, is that rugby league? That's rugby league. Eddie, um, now that we have got all of the rugby league slash gerbil rhetoric out of the way, yep. um, I think it's probably important just to quickly give people a blow-by-blow blow of our weekend away in Byron as you text message over there. Yep. So... 
I do. Can I give you my experience, my lived experience of the week in Byron? We went up on Wednesday, back Sunday. Are you giving me yours or are you giving it to the punter and the dribbler? I'm giving you... Well, because I don't think I've really given you mine as, or the punter and the dribbler. I, you would have some idea, but you don't have all of it, I don't think. Because, you know, we were on holidays and I didn't necessarily want to be Mr. Negative. But you're aware of most of this anyway. So we go to Byron because, shock horror, we've been asked to play in a charity golf day. Whoops, Sorry. Shout out to Sam from the Rubens and everyone there. I mean... Bridge, all the boys. All the fucking Elliot. boys. You love know, love, love the boys. All. They're now dear friends. They're now dear friends. Fucking loved it. And we had a great time. Played awfully. I played awfully. You played awfully. You know, before I get to whinging about I my I putted fucking, well. You putted well. Putted my dick off. I was topping balls off of the tee I with was like people them. watching. Thank God. It was fucking disgraceful. Now, was I on... The native seeds deep into me. Yes, I was, but not an excuse, dude. We were both on the seeds. We were both on the seeds, and usually I'm on the seeds most times. I play golf because it's a nice way to, you know. But I was topping everything, and we also were playing. So it was music industry versus uh, the artists. Now, we were under the impression that we'd been lumped with the industries. And we we talked at length about that, which we were very upset about because what we do is art. So it would make sense that by extension that we should be with the artists. Now, as it turned out, we got there. We asked for our industry shit. Then Sam from the Rubens was like, Oi, boys, I just put you on the industry fucking section. To get the- you in, basically, because it made no sense because you weren't performing at Splendor. Yeah. <laughs> so being on the artist wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't have made any sense whatsoever. However, you are playing with the artist because you are artist and what you do is art. Yeah. These are his words. His words, not mine. His words, not mine. Even Bernard Fanning was like, dude, I can't believe you guys aren't playing with the artists. Can I quickly, and this is like, again, not to beat our own dicks. This isn't a dick beat, actually. This is a surreal moment. We we got in there, a little bit nervous, don't know what we're doing. Are we artists? Are we industry? Are we any of them? Are we? (laughs) That was more the concern. Why Why are are we we here? (laughs) What are we doing? You get Why in are we here? Also, we're on the seeds, so we're a little bit, you know, <laughs> you going. Probably should have had a seed. No, and we'd had a pre-midday tequila and a seed. You know, that's what happens. Hey, living the artist rock star lifestyle. Trying to. Trying to. So we get there and we but get not, But not. But not. But <laughs> not buying what we're trying to sell. But also, we rock up and we're like, oh, you know, we're in fucking just normal clothes. And then there's like, you're seeing artists and shit in like golf shoes. And we're like, I thought these guys were all fucking, you know, and everyone's shit. in golf shoes. So we get up to the bar. And Eddie's standing there getting waiting to get us a beer. And I'm behind Eddie and some dude's standing next to Eddie. And then the guy just turns to him and goes, Hey, Eddie, how you doing? And then Eddie has this moment of being like, wait, who the fuck is it? Oh, hello, Bernard Fanning. <laughs> of recognizing who the fuck we are, fame. How the hell? What the, what the fuck is going on? The and then he turns around and goes, Oh, tell me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is the coolest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. And he was just a sweet guy, like really nice. We just shot the shoot with him for a little bit, and that was it. That was the extent of the interaction. But it was just that. It was like a – it was wild. So, anyway, sorry about Surreal. that. Surreal. Surreal. Worth so, repeating, though. Yeah, worth repeating. Not a dick beat, just a surreal moment. Not a dick beat, just worth repeating. Yeah. Uh, we played with Matt. Matt was lovely. Matt was great. Matt could hit him. Matt, well, thank Christ Matt could hit him because we couldn't hit him. Well, I could putt. You could putt. And then we were playing – I don't think um, we used any more of our shots. I'd be shocked if we did. Well, we had to use some of them by law. Oh, we did use a couple by couple. law. By law, we did. 
Outwardly, we did, but not many, if any. Who was Matt? Was Matt an artist? Or no, Matt, Matt, but Matt was also Matt worked for Vans. He was sort oh, of yeah. finagled onto the artist section as well. I think it was like well, we I were, think Matt was padding us yes. who weren't artists. Yeah, it was a group of artists. Although we were artists. Well, we are artists. Anyway, we were playing with, again, I apologise if I forget the names of the gentlemen we were playing with, but they were all industry people. It was like fucking, um, what's their name? Tones and Eyes managers. Okay. And that was it. And and a dude who owned venues like all around the country. Yes. Is that it? Yep. Anyway, we got fucking pumped by them. We sucked. And they ended up winning the whole day. But that was for me. Oh, no. What about... So when we get there, so we get we get given the uh, the industry green hats, artists with yellow hats. Then we get Sam from the Rubens going, guys, you guys are artists. I can't believe we disrespected you like that. Quick, give me your green hats. We'll give you some yellow ones. You guys are artists. We're like, okay, thank you so much. That makes sense. We then walk back into the room, like the, the sort of the bar area, and the whole thing's for charity. And this woman <laughs> comes up to me and goes because she can see our yellow hats on, obviously artists. Guys, have you signed, have you signed the guitars? No one, no one, no one, like the, not the, none of, no one from the industry is doing it, just the artists. Um, have you signed the guitars getting off, auctioned off for charity? And we both just look at each other and go, nah, no, we haven't signed the guitars yet. <laughs> but we will. But we fucking better if we want these things and to so sell. And so you're like, you fucking, you sign and then you have to keep record of it so people knows whose signature's what and so shit. So they go, oh, and so what's the name of your act? And we're like, ha- uh, hello sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was fucking ridiculous. We were like, we I just, used to be able to play Smoke on the Water once. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. I played the dr- uh, the drums in drifts. Dude, you, at least you've got a little bit of fucking muso in you. Yeah. I've got none. <laughs> None you don't, you don't even, I don't even know what music you like. Exactly. <laughs> you know what Apart I mean? from Bernard Fanning and the Rubens. Big fans of theirs. Huge fans of theirs. But the day was good. The rain held off. Yeah. We hacked our way around the course. We had a couple of, we had plenty of beers. I left pretty pissed. Well, by the time, we, by the got, time home, we got back to the clubhouse. Well, we went to the clubhouse and then we went to Album Launch. This nah. is a yeah, no, a record label launch. Sorry. <laughs> this is a very fuckboy fucking artist. Thursday, Ruben's new record company, Purple Phase or Haze, Purple Phase, their new record label, went to that Phase, launch, ripped and teared. Eddie fanboyed more than anyone's ever fanboyed over a former professional surfer in Wade Carmichael. Correct. Like to the point where everyone was bagging him out in a fun way for just basically being like, oh my Chewed God. his ears off. Chewed his ear off. We played fucking pool together. We were yeah. best buds. Yeah, best buds. Best buds in the whole wide world. I think people were probably a little bit jealous. What we had going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. <laughs> you know what? It seemed like it was going both ways. It seemed like he liked a bit of Eddie as well. He liked a bit of Eddie. You got his number if you touch base. I haven't messaged him yet, but you I will. Said, yeah, you will? Maybe. Maybe we'll get Wade on. I, well, that's what I said. I said, mate, Wade, do you want to come on? He's like, I fucking love to. Sydney-based? The Kingscliff-based. So we'd have to go back out for another holiday. Okay, well, fuck you know it. I mean. Well, the weather better be good. Otherwise, I'm not going. Um, and then we went to, what's the name? I didn't realise where we'd ended up. The at. beach. The beachy. So Be- it's like the beach the, road, yeah, it's called beach road right. there as well. Yeah. I did not know where we, because like, how did you not know that? Because we were, given f- we walked there, we were responsibly intoxicated. I was so pissed, I got kicked out. Put it that way. <laughs> and I'm on the phone to Steph, who calls yeah. me at midnight, going, yeah, 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 "What yeah. are you doing?" And I'm yeah. like, "I'm just still fucking ripping and tearing." She's like, "Well, Eddie just got home," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> where the fuck's Eddie gone?" There were dribblers everywhere. We were getting fucking pounded into the earth. So I was like, I just thought Eddie was around. 
Eddie's already gone home, doesn't tell me. So I'm like, oh, I'm in this place. I got kicked by out. By myself. And I, I called him 50 times, didn't answer. I'm like, well, fuck him then. I was in there by myself. And I was like, get me the fuck out of here then. Like, you know when you're like really pissed and you just have a bit of like a wobbly moment? I wobbled at the wrong time. Got spied by a fucking security guard. I sharpened up straight away, but he'd seen me. He'd seen and I just wobble. watched him out of probably free walkover. I'm just like, what if I turn my head? Like, is that good? If I just look the other way, will he? Will <laughs> he? <laughs> He's like, mate, how many you had? I'm like... I think you can tell, sir. I go, I go. I'm not an officer. You get out. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you're going to buy my lies. He's like, nah, come on, mate. I'm like, all right. And I think the Rubens dudes got kicked out as well. They got fucking like manhandled. Yeah, Jeff said he got shit. thrown into a bin. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's actually, that to me though is kind of like a life experience tick. Like you see in movies. Getting thrown get, into a bin. Getting like, thrown get out. Get out. Yeah. We actually get launched into like a pile of rubbish. <laughs> yeah. But shout out to the dribblers. Where, where's my hat? Right and then he throws your hat out as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. stay out. But yeah, shout out to all the dribblers who came and said day. I hope there's some fucking photos of me extremely intoxicated. That was the main thing I woke up thinking, going, oh my God, did I like, you know, and you're just in a real, you're in a bad way. And you got like someone taking a photo of you, like, what, with you? And you're just like, Jesus Christ. You know, you get the like needless, pointless post pistol. What was that photo of you at the airport? Yeah, I was about to ask as well. That's in Punners and Jubilee. In the background of like some influencer or something, I'll find the photo. I have no idea. But it was like someone who was making a video maybe to welcome someone home at the airport and they were holding a sign and then you You're just in like it. walk past in the background. You're like... That was just an accidental photo bomb. Yeah. That oh, really? It was just happenstance of like someone taking a photo of a dude holding like a homemade sign, taxi sign, and Tom's in the background and then a dribbler has seen that yeah, and posted it on in PVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. So Where was that? that that's got to be the airport, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it's got to be the airport. I'm just trying to work out. On the way home, I'd say. That's a man that looks that's like he's had a that's downstairs. That's kids. Yeah, dude, that was... Yeah, that's me. That's so funny. That would have been... Um, <laughs> but that's posted 23 hours ago. Sunday night. Well, oh, the story Tuesday. was posted yeah, sorry, 14 I was sick all day yesterday. Um yeah, that was me going to pick up the car and it had been one of the great shit shows and maybe that's a good segue. Famous um, Tom definitely thinks that they're trying to take a photo of him. Definitely don't. I didn't even know that <laughs> happened. But um, so we had a great night. Yeah, fucking oath. First night we're down there as well, the Wednesday night, lovely dinner. Uh, we also watched the Biff's Wednesday night, shout out to No Limit and our boy Simmy who robbed against Hodges. Absolutely <laughs> robbed against robbed. Hodges. It wasn't... Fucking, it was fucking. It wasn't close. Judges need to be shot. Yeah, they do. Um, but then, it pissed down with reckless abandon. It did not stop raining the whole time we were there. We got a very like we got a really nice place. We thought let's get the girls up there for a bit of a break, a bit of a getaway. Bring the babies, room for them to run around, a pool we can swim in, have a good time. Mm. It rained the whole time. I couldn't swim because it was freezing. The grass out the back where it was like we didn't rain, it was just soaking wet. It was wet, yeah. And we were close enough to town, but outside of town. So it's like, oh, you can walk in and walk out. Good luck walking in because there's a very good chance it would start pissing rain while you were walking in there if you did manage to get out of the house during the moment that it didn't fucking rain. Now... This is all kid-based shit, by the way. This is all one... It's a tale of two stories. It's a tale of two tale holidays. Of two towns, two it's cities. a tale of two holidays. Tale of two cities. Whatever what happened with Steph and I, my darling wife, was that we basically... <laughs> Took our life in Sydney and just moved it up to Byron for four days. Whilst adding the 
extra element of Eddie and Ella, our great friends, who are the living, breathing representation of what our life used to be like. <laughs> so while they're out fucking getting hammered at dinners and lunches and going to Splendor and ripping and tearing and grooving and moving and dirty, muddy boots, we're sitting there. I went to bed at like 10.15 on Saturday night. <laughs> I sat there, had a couple of wines, and then went to bed. Friday night was nice. Simeon, uh, my mate Simeon, his uh, wife and baby came around. They're old friends. That was nice. But again, I was in bed by 11. Whilst Eddie, I just didn't even want to know. Like, I just didn't even, con- <laughs> I was just like, I just don't want to know what he's doing because it's just going to make me mad. And then the fucking, you know, uh, Sam from the room is like, yo, we're having people back to ours. I've let Eddie know if you want to come. And I'm like, thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. I'm probably just going to stay in. I did go back. Yeah, I know you went back. With our fucking dear friend Reggie. Yep. Lisa's partner. Yep. Shout out to Reggie. One of the greats. Had a great night with Reg. Um, mate, we had a long lunch and shit on the Friday. I know you did. You were out, you're like, oh, we're going out to lunch. Like, hey, cool. Right. Best oysters I've had in like two years. No bullshit. They were fucking superb. Got the whiting as well. You love seafood, Tom. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Fuck, it was good. Mm. We got the raw fish as well. Bloody delicious. Yep. Big spend on the Friday, huge. Got the dirty martinis out there, the Tommy's margaritas, all yep. the good things. Yep, yep, yep. Fucking yep. pan them in the earth. Then went for drinks, then went to the rooms, party and shit. Yeah, mm, it's fun. Mm, mm, Wake mm. up the next day, did it all again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a little different for us. A little different for us. We woke up the next day. Um, I think we were out of the house by like 8 o'clock because the children woke up. So that was cool. Um Went for a nice walk around town, got rained on. That was nice. Um, went and sat in a cafe. Well, Evie started screaming outside of a rainbow toy store because um, she wanted a combi van truck. I was like, you know what? This might be indulging bad behaviour in a child, but I'm going to get the get the fucking get the, the combi van because I just needed a shot. Is this when I was at the Splendor Pre Party? Yeah. Up to all manner of things. Yeah, yeah. No, you were at this stage. You <laughs> were no. At this stage, you weren't at the Splendor Pre Party. You were at the uh, the Mezcal or whatever that place is. Mez, Mez, Mez Club. Club. Mez yeah. Club pounding fucking uh, tequilas. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Joey. Appreciate that, bro. Then as soon as I got her the van, the combi van, we walk outside and she goes, I wanted the truck. I'm like, this is... Oh, so she didn't want the combi van. Listen, I was dealing with a two and a half year old who doesn't know what the fuck she wants. She probably wants mum and dad to go out and party, but she knew that we couldn't. Um... I don't even remember what we did, bro. We basically just had to go home. Oh, when was it sunny? Saturday. It got sunny for... Saturday. So, Saturday. Saturday was a little bit sunny. We got home. We put the girls to bed. Great. Love that. So, they're asleep and the sun's out. So, we go, quick, let's just take our opportunity here. Blue skies. Slightly warm. Not that warm. Who gives a fuck? Get there. Lay on the fucking chairs beside the pool. Pop a bottle of wine. Just lay in there. And I swear to God, it was 15 minutes of sun. But it was heaven. <laughs> 15 minutes of, of sun. And then before you even have a chance, we took a couple of quick photos. It was so funny because he whacked them up on the gram and it was like, my mum's like, oh, so you did get some sun. I was like, I love this shit. I was like, no, doll, it was 15 minutes. Because then I sent you the photo afterwards. 15 minutes later, we were I was the, like, oh, sick. And then you sent me the next one. 15 like, minutes later, we're on the balcony a under a doona with jumpers on. It's pissing with rain. But even for a moment while we're laying on these pool chairs, it starts raining. We're like, maybe it'll stop. Maybe it'll stop. And then, like, we were just soaking wet. And we're like, let's go inside. This is freezing. You then throw us into Sunday. 
Love Sunday because it's the last day of the trip and it started to get sunny just as we were leaving Byron. So we had rain the entire time and now Byron's got at least five or six days of straight sun this week, which is good. But the whole weekend it is why you don't necessarily know is I was trying to, re- you know, I was trying to hide from you as best I could just the general fucking frustration I was having for the whole weekend and how I was, and not angry at you, obviously. You guys are just living your life. Angry at the situation. Yeah. I can understand that. Because if it had been sunny, I wouldn't have given a fuck where you'd gone. Because Steph and I just would have been posted up at the pool, Mm. reading a book. Maybe. Maybe. But you found yourself mulling over. Basically stuck inside. Mulling over where your mate was. Don't think about where it is. Don't (laughs) think about where it is. Don't think about what he's doing. And Steph, the same thing. And then we didn't even really talk about that until one point I just went, fuck, this is shit. She was like, yeah, yeah, this is shit. But we were like, once we acknowledged that we were both feeling very frustrated at the way this was panning out, it actually made it better. So it was like, let's not pretend like we're fucking loving it. Because mm. that was what we were both trying to be like, oh, well, at least we're, it's like, at least we're not at home. It's like, nah, well, you know what? I might actually prefer to be at home. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you change it? Well, I, what do you? There's no way of changing that. That was just. Do you what, need a nanny? No, What's the, we like, were unlucky. How, we were unlucky with the weather. With the weather, the weather was the problem, right? Like again, but there you, are there are worse problems. We were on holiday again. The place we were staying actually meant that it was the best it could have been in that circumstance. Like if we were in a like a really really small place or somewhere that didn't have any outside, then it would have been like, let's just go home. So it's, it wasn't all bad. It sounds like we were – and multiple times we were like, God, we sound like spoiled brats. But it was like, no, it's just more that we're like, this just isn't how – you can't even go to the beach here. Like, what's the point? It was just pissing. with. Listen, Splendor got called off on Friday. Get off my ass. The weather was bad news. Yeah, I feel sorry for some, some of those cats. Like, we – we had a fucking lovely time in it on the Saturday. <laughs> we, had a, we had a fucking great time. This pre-party we went to was fucking unbelievable. Like, I had a lot of fucking fun. And then you get swept up in the excitement. Everyone's like, let's go to Splendor. I'm like, okay, we'll go in. But then it's like, you know, 15 minutes back to town and then half an hour to get to fucking the, the parklands. And then you get there and it's like, oh, it's fucking hectic out here. There's like, I don't have any tickets they sold, but they sold a fuckload of tickets. Like 50,000, 60,000, I don't know, 65 maybe. A lot of people there. Fucking muddy. The mud's part of it, right? It move, it stops you moving with reckless abandon. Like mm. it, it woos you up a lot. But it's like, I don't know if I'm a 50,000, 65,000 crowd sort of person anymore. I just don't know if I've got that sort of level of ticker in me mm. anymore. And because of the journey to get there, you lose a bit of your buzz and you're sort of like... You're coming off a little bit. And so it's just not, it's just, you know. It just it, didn't, I think also because It's not of as how high energy. And then we get, we got there at like 7.30, 8 o'clock or something. Jack Harlow's on. Am I the biggest Jack Harlow fan of all time? No, I'm not. Did he, did, he blow, did he blow my socks off? No, he didn't. The only song I know is a remake of the great Fergie Fergs. Uh, I can't even sing it. Uh, 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 and when a first class. Oh, glamorous life. Glamorous. Yeah. There we are. One of the great songs of the early two thousands. Besides that, I was a little, a little bit like whatever. Anyway, we left. I'm like, we look at me and Ella look at each other and go, "Are we out of puff? Yeah, we're out of puff. Let's fucking let's let's bounce. Walk to the Uber line. My phone dies a battery. I was the only one with the reception. Ella didn't have any. And then there was people there waiting for like an hour. Like fuck this. We go to the fucking bus line. 
because I had an organised transport, I had no foresight. You got like realistically, you need to organise a car to pick you up if you want to be truly comfortable. And she's starting to like get a bit testy, Elsa. She's like, "We're gonna get there. There's gonna be no fucking buses. How are we gonna get into town?" I'm just like, "If we get there and there are no buses, this is gonna be one of the great fucking." Help me moments. Help me moments of all time. I like, wish that happened just to make me feel a little bit better. To make me. you feel better. Yeah. As it were, we got there. Kissed on the dick. Walked straight on, got a seat, and off we went. And then woke up the next day to like TikToks of people waiting from fucking 11 p.m. till 6 a.m. That That's is the bit that one I way do. to fucking crush your spirit. You can't sit down. It's too wetty, too wet rather. Freezing cold. People are getting hypothermic and shit. No water, apparently. Yeah. No food. Like that's what. But that's the bit that's ridiculous show. for me about like, or the thing that's unpalatable about sixty-five thousand plus festival vibes is like, just if it was the weather was good, I don't think anyone gives a fuck. I think it's all good. But it's that it's freezing it's cold. It's freezing muddy as cold, fuck. muddy, wet, fucked up, and that just causes chaos. That just causes complete chaos. I don't know how anyone would have had fun in that. And you see, like, the photos of people just, like, rolling around in mud and shit. I'm assuming there aren't showers there. There, there are, but there's, the like, the ratio are. of how many showers to person is ridiculous. And I've heard in previous years the hot water lasts, like, half an hour. Then you got to wait in line. So Listen, like I'm a cold shower I've camped guy, there so before be when it was a lot smaller and it was, like, you're still lining up for ages. You don't yeah. walk in. Yeah. And have a shower. There were some people running around diving in the mud and shit at like mm -hmm. on the, on a Sunday. I'm like, bruh, the showers by that point would have been fucking ungodly. When we were waiting for our flight on the way home, which was delayed to put a nice cherry on top of the weekend, an hour and 40 minutes out Why of Ballina. Uh, Eddie's wasn't. <laughs> and mine was delayed on the way there. I should have seen the writing on the Why wall. Mine wasn't. Um, <laughs> but as we were at the airport... Um, there was a guy standing there who looked broken as fuck. Party shirt, matching party shorts, party sunnies. Cute. And then just his ankles completely muddy. Like he, he basically was, I don't know if he was, he was in thongs. And his feet were completely muddy, but nothing else was. And he's just walking through the terminal. I'm like, that guy looks like he's in the hurt locker. He would have loved hearing the flight got delayed. People would have been in the hurt locker. I've read some stories about people getting there at three in the afternoon on Thursday and pitching their tent at three in the morning. 12 hours, bro. Fuck I can tell you that. what I'd do. Peel out of the line, go up the Goldie, rip and tear up there. We're going home. Um, you know what? Let's just, hey, play, go up the Goldie. let's just play some Jack Harlow and drive, you know? Let's just put the gorillas on and we'll just drive to the Goldie. Go up to the fucking glitter strip, mate. Yeah. Find an escort. Ashley Klein. Find an AK. Have a great time. I, um... Anyway. Yeah. We had fun, didn't we, Tom? We had a great time. Look, ultimately... <laughs> and then I got sick off the back of that as well. So <laughs> I, just, I got sick. Stomach cramps non-stop Sunday night or Monday. So, no, look, was it the best? No. But also, like, I did... There was there was good moments of it. That's the thing. Like, largely, did I did I enjoy the holiday? Not really. Like, it wasn't fantastic. I fucking... The first day, the golf day was awesome. Great time ripping and tearing. Then everything else. It was good to catch up with my mate, Simmy. But they were just, like, very small moments where, like, when the sun, when the sun came out for 15 minutes... I had a really nice 15 minutes on Saturday. And then when Steph and I went and lay on an outdoor like undercover, like outdoor couch thing. Did I think, well, this is probably as good as it's going to get. Maybe just mouth a couple of natives, seeds. I did that. 
And then I just sort of, we just lay there and she was reading and I was chilling. We listened to music. That was nice. But that took up maybe two hours of the day. Total. Yeah. Then it was back to better than another having fun. <laughs> well, look, I did it on behalf of both of yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that a you lot. You know what I mean? No, I do. I I'm do. like, you know what? What would my mate Tom want? Would he want me to dig deep and rip and tear with punters and dribblers? Mm. I reckon he probably would have. Yep. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. On behalf of the show, on behalf of you, on behalf of Steph. Yep. That was really good. Took it upon us to to rip and tear. Go the big lift. And it was nice. Um, but I want to go back to that place when there's guaranteed sun because if there's sun, there's then no that such place, thing as guaranteed sun. No, I there think. isn't, Eddie. But I'll do my best. There's no such thing as guaranteed sun. But I'll do my best to guarantee some sun. I went up there in January and we got one day out of like fucking two weeks. Of but sun. I can rip and tear the whole time. See, if I was to go back there so again, I though, I might not bring a nanny. I can't afford a fucking nanny. We'll bring a granny. Maybe bring a granny, not a nanny. Well, that's what I meant by nanny. Yes. I mean, a granny. Yeah, bring a granny. If you bring a granny, then you can, you know, the world's your oyster much more. Well, if you bring a granny, you can go for the long lunch and eat the best oysters you've had in two years, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And the raw fish and yeah, the I whiting. I the world is literally your oyster. Yeah. 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 Moral of the story, punters and dribblers, bring a granny. Not a nanny. Not a nanny. Unless you can afford a nanny. Unless you can afford a nanny, that's probably easier. But Well, it's probably, well, then you can just go, well... Take like em. granny who's doing it for free. Nanny, take it for 12 hours. Yeah, I said 12. Yeah, hey, nanny, I'm having a big day today, so we don't want to see them until after midday tomorrow. Yeah. So, so if they wake up, you I know it's them. 11 a.m., so it's 25 hours. Yep. That's what you can pay for. That's why a nanny's better than a granny sometimes. Yeah. If you can afford a nanny. But a granny, probably more trustworthy. And affordable. And affordable. No disrespect to nannies everywhere. <laughs> um, that was it, though. Was there anything else of note from the weekend? I don't think there was. Oh, I can't remember, mate. I, I don't think, think there so. was. Shout out to everyone who fucking we met. Yep, shout out to all the with. dribblers. Shout out to Sam and the fucking, just the Rubens crew. They shout out like to Bernard Fanning. Shout out to Lovely Bernard. bloke. Love shout out to Matt we play golf with. Yep. Shout out to Wade Carmichael. Shout out to Wade Carmichael and that guy who was friends with Xander and his brother. Who kind of looked like him. Uh, yep. That guy. It was a bit hazy by then. Cut oh, the, look, I don't... natives on board and fucking, yeah. you know, plenty of peers. Good fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Shout out to the guy, the dribbler who came and said good day to me at the Ballinor Airport yesterday. I think his name was Jack. And then ended up sitting directly in front of me. Um, it was nice to meet you. You were, the, you, were the, you were the fucking only nice point on what was a shithole. You didn't like the pizzas at the treehouse? Was that a nice moment for you? Oh, no, they were nice. But you know what, though? I ate pizza for dinner the night before, okay. so the pizza was less fucking... That was why I was like, oh, like, I loved them. Don't get me wrong. And I... It's probably why I was fucking sick, dude. I just ate pizzas. Again, shock horror. Hope Josh isn't listening to this or fucking Clancy. But by the end of it, I was just fucking... Out of puff. Out of puff. But again... Can I really be? It was a it was a fucking nice weekend anyway. You know, I'm being selfish. I'm not selfish. Spoiled. I don't know, dude. Time to go. I think it's time to go, bro. <laughs> I think it's time to go. No dribbles this week. Can't be fucked. No, can't be fucked. Um, great feedback on our James Graham yarn. Thanks for everyone who sent us nice messages. Um, as always, 
the 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 way it goes now is we'll be doing our weekly show on SEN, 8 p.m. Another big guest this week, uh, 8 p.m. SEN, 1170, and also SEN in Queensland. Uh, so it's on at 8 p.m. and then replayed on Sunday at 12, and then it's on our potty channels and the full extended version of YouTube uh, on YouTube from Sunday night, 6 p.m. Brian Fletcher this week. Fletch of fucked finger fame. Among other things, obviously. Among many other things. I don't want to reduce the man to a finger. But we will. But I will. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?